1: So the story was, and we saw this, uh, uh, I got it actually out of the patch, patch patch.com. Tesla catches fire in Stanford parking lot. And, you know, the image was pretty stunning. And then you read the story about, I mean, the subtitle says the Stanford Fire Department said they needed to pump 600 gallons of water per minute to put the fire out. And I think, I can't remember if we talked to somebody about how they have to now, I think at the Fire Academy, they have to teach. Because, you know, electric cars, the fire is totally different. And so we just want to talk about it a little bit more. And we're uh, grateful for Eric Lorenz, the Deputy Chief of the Stanford Fire Department, joining us here on Brian & Company. Uh, Mr. Deputy Chief, good morning.
2: Good morning. Thanks for having me on.
1: Thank you for coming on. So, I mean, were you on scene for this fire?
2: I was. I was working, and I was the shift commander for that day.
1: Now, it wasn't, you know, in, as it says in the piece, it wasn't a threat to people or vehicles around it, but just describe to people what's different about, an E v fire, as opposed to a regular car fire,
2: well, a regular vehicle fire with a, an internal combustion engine you know uh, is relatively easy to put out. Um, we would normally respond with just maybe one or two fire units, and um, we're usually able to extinguish it with it you know with the amount of water that we carry on board the fire apparatus, which is in our case in Stanford seven hundred and fifty gallons of water. Um, there are some cases where maybe the fuel is involved, whether it's gasoline or diesel, where we would introduce some foam to help us extinguish the fire, but it's still well within the capability of just one or two fire engines. Um, And in this case, with the electric vehicle, it required a lot more than that.
1: So are are you you going in, did you know that, or did you learn this two weeks ago?
2: Well, interestingly enough, I would not normally respond as a fire chief to a vehicle fire. That's something that we would send only one or two units to, and our captains would... uh, would handle that type of call, but um, I do monitor all the calls throughout the city during my shift, and I noticed that it was involving a Tesla, so I decided to respond.
1: So, I mean, is it a how big a concern is it? Are you is your are, are your uh, firefighters trained to 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 handle this, or is this a learn on the go process?
2: Well, we have been trained in electric vehicles or dealing with them over the years uh, since their inception, but it was mostly um, around how to deal with the. Uh, If the vehicle was involved in a motor vehicle accident, so uh, being careful not to uh, accidentally cut, let's say, with the jaws of life. If the car was involved in in an accident, someone had to be extricated, staying away and recognizing the high-voltage electrical system in the car. But very little in in the way of extinguishing fires. It's only recently that some of these cars are starting to get older and other departments are experiencing fires with them. That uh, that we're starting to hear feedback from other departments.
1: Well, we're talking with Eric Lorenz, deputy chief of the Stanford Fire Department. So, what you just said is interesting to me because you said there's the one concern is if you use the jaws of life, you know, there's a voltage issue, and you talk about here the actual volume. Of water it takes and the time it takes. So if there were someone trapped in, that's it's even more dangerous than a, a normal car fire. Then, correct?
2: It is. They are significantly more difficult to extinguish. It's not that we can't extinguish it. It's just that fire departments are going to have to prepare to develop uh, a much higher fire flow, you know, and and apply more water.
1: But if someone and- was tra- if someone was trapped, that would be a ma- massive problem.
2: Very much so, if uh, especially if the battery were involved, um, you know uh, the, the fire department would have to ensure that they, you know, stretch additional hose lines and protect the occupant um, if that were required.
1: So I guess then my question is: is I mean, is this a real? How concerning is this for you? Uh, it's it's nothing
2: that I think the fire department will ultimately figure out and uh, we will overcome, but it is definitely the topic of conversation. Um, we, we've been talking about it in our staff meetings. We've been evaluating alternative extinguishing methods. There are some, you know, portable fire extinguisher solutions um, like graphite and copper, uh, but they're only good for smaller lithium-ion fires like, let's say, you know, a laptop. laptop or a scooter or something like that. But when it comes to a vehicle, you know, especially in this case it was a Tesla, um, it's a significant fire load. So uh, it's something that we are discussing um, yeah, in the fire service pretty significantly. And then,
1: you, of course, there's going to be more and more of them as we go further in time, and there's going to be more than just Teslas, I mean, because every car company on the planet is developing EVs.
2: Exactly. You know, they constitute a, a fairly small percentage of the total vehicles on the road, but we all know through legislation and what some of these manufacturers are saying that that number is going to increase over time. So, it's not that Teslas catch fire any more than a regular internal combustion engine vehicle. It's just that their numbers, as they grow, um, our instances of fire will increase.
1: We're talking with Eric Lorenz, the deputy uh, chief of the Sanford Fire Department here on Bryan Company at WTIC. I just uh, can I move on to another issue? You know, we've talked a lot on this show about staffing challenges with teachers and with with, uh, police departments, but I haven't done a ton of. Talking about fire departments. I'm curious how staffing is. Has it been, you know, we know that, you know, it's an extremely dangerous career, but being a firefighter can also be a great career. And I'm just curious how things are going in the recruitment and retention of firefighters.
2: Well, interestingly enough, we actually just held an entrance exam for our department, and we're planning on hiring an academy class um, possibly later this year, if not after the first of the year and um i think our our latest recruiting effort yielded about 700 applicants oh wow which is uh it sounds like a large number but that's actually relatively low um for example uh, almost 30 years ago when i took the exam i was competing with about uh, 1700 applicants hmm. so um yeah it's it's uh, it's becoming more difficult to recruit people um uh but it's a great job we encourage everyone to come out and uh see what we do and and give it a chance.
1: Now it's the type of thing where it's full it's full time, but you is it two day? Like, give us a sense because I I know a lot of uh, friends of mine. I'm 50 now, had their careers, and then they were able to retire or dial it back and have a second career. And sometimes also they can also have a second job while they're firefighters. I don't know how it's it's set up in Stanford.
2: Yeah, our uh, our career firefighters generally work a minimum of 20 years. Um, that's the minimum really amount uh, of service time to retire. Um, or most uh work thirty plus years um, oh, wow. and uh we work a rotating schedule we work twenty four hours on three days off, and then we come back for a twenty four hour shift
1: you a good cook
2: uh I used to be um, <laughs> I leave the cooking to you know some of the firefighters now, yeah. but uh yeah, it's a it's a fantastic job very rewarding every day is different when you come to work
1: yeah well thank you for your service and thanks for the time it was really I, I really wanted to learn about this and 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 because I didn't know much about it so I appreciate all the info
2: oh thanks for having me on
1: all right Eric Lorenz a deputy chief with the Stanford Fire department here on Brian and company on WTIC um, do we take it to the top well, yeah okay I mean for me like you see the images of the fire and it's just it's it's some, some serious flames, and then when you hear about the, how much water it takes and the length of time to fight these electric vehicle fires. We get
0: it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?